0: Chapter 8, Blockchains We've talked quite a bit about blockchains so far in this series, but today we're going to focus on it wholly. We aren't going to go through an exhaustive account of everything you need to know about blockchains, merely a simple overview to allow you to better investigate and understand what people mean by the term blockchains when they use it. When we're talking about cryptocurrencies, blockchains are the backbone of all cryptocurrencies since Satoshi Nakamoto invented them. But what is a blockchain? Blockchains mean 1. Each computer is connected with a system through the internet, 2. Each computer is identified by a unique address. 3. Each computer can disconnect and reconnect with the system at any given time. 4. Each computer independently maintains a list of peers it communicates with. 5. Communication between nodes is based on messages. 6. Messages are sent from one node to another over the internet by using their unique internet addresses. The development of the blockchain simply means nodes or receptacles on computers can be programmed to interact with each other. Rather than just send and receive information like the internet, in a blockchain, each computer acts as part of a hive mind and constantly solves problems To keep updating this mega spreadsheet with information. What makes blockchains so great is that all this information can be automated. Blockchain technology will be used to replace the type of bookkeeping banks had used for centuries. Blockchains will pretty much replace and eliminate any industry relying on facilitating book entries and introduce a whole new service sector. The blockchain is at the same time both fascinating and terrifying. Blockchains are the best way we have yet developed for computers to communicate with each other without human input. In my other podcast, 100 Greatest Inventions, we go into depth about the histories of new technologies all the time, explaining where they come from and how they develop. By tracing the thread of technologies as they come together to form new technologies, we explain how new technologies come to pass and how they impact on the world. For this chapter, we'll basically do the same for blockchain technology. Blockchain is the necessary replacement of what hundreds of years ago was one of the largest changes. financial history, the development of double entry bookkeeping. Double entry bookkeeping was first developed by the Jewish community in Roman Judea and used by Jewish bankers in Cairo but its spread was limited. What the double entry book system did was to replace simple notations of financial transactions with two columns. This new system of bookkeeping meant every entry needed a corresponding entry in a different account essentially creating the ideas of debit and credit the first book on this double entry system in the west was by italian mathematician fra Luca Pacioli in 1494 Pacioli and his friend leonardo da vinci helped to develop double entry bookkeeping in a more efficient and organised manner than had gone before. Even early on in its history, double-entry bookkeeping was noted for its beauty and symmetry. It conferred cultural authority and numbers by means of symmetry. The use of double-entry bookkeeping, with credits on one side and debits on the other, conjured up to many both the scales of justice and the symmetry of God's world. Picholi's book on this new accounting technique spread throughout Europe, giving him the title of the Father of Accounting. This simple financial innovation allowed for the benefits of detailed records of financial history that had been missing throughout much of the late medieval age. It also provided an in-built error detection system. By the 15th century, Florence had adopted double-entry bookkeeping, which enabled the banks to expand beyond traditional banking activities, formalizing banking and making bookkeeping ever better, more secure, trustworthy and reliable, providing a huge boom in the financialization of Europe at the beginning of what we would call the Renaissance and Enlightenment. For many, the next session in accounting history is the blockchain. It hypercharges the benefits of double entry bookkeeping and turns it up to 11. Not only in allowing double entry bookkeeping, but allowing for thousands of simultaneous entries into a ledger, all checking each other's work. Unlike manual bookkeeping, which can easily be manipulated, the blockchain cannot. A decentralized distributed ledger has the potentials far beyond Bitcoin and money. Blockchains are a technology that is almost as revolutionary as Bitcoin itself. In 50 years time, I think the situation will be flipped and Bitcoin won't be seen as a revolution. It will be the blockchain technology that's the true revolution. Bitcoin is merely the first method of exploiting it. This shouldn't surprise us. Sharing information in a peer-to-peer manner was what the internet revolution was all about. And is what the blockchain is all about. I trust the blockchain far more than the banking system. And the more and more I read about Bitcoin, the more sure I am of its workability on even grander scales. The internet was able to capitalize on the digital revolution By working out easy ways to send information. Bitcoin is essentially the same thing. Taking advantage of the same mechanisms and technological ideology. The blockchain is one of the final changes of the digital revolution. As slowly humans move everything onto cyberspace. The move from physical to digital world started decades ago. By the 1980s, computers were still mainframes of huge proportions, but they got smaller and smaller and allowed them to be placed on desks. The 1990s led to the phenomenon of the internet, which allowed for these computers to be connected, creating a network. The internet grew and grew throughout the 1990s. I still remember not being able to go onto the internet when my mum was on the phone. When we got broadband, internet use in our house grew hugely, as it did around the world. Sharing information became cheaper, and we could stay online constantly, allowing for constant reliable connection that didn't just need a telephone line. As this changed, more and more people used the internet. The trust we had in this new technology grew. Usage led to confidence and allowed for a growing confidence in this new platform. As more and more industries moved online. The age of e-commerce shifted everything from jobs, businesses, advertising and communications online. By the late 2000s, the smartphone and cellular technology hypercharged a move in allowing you to be almost anywhere and to still be a part of these networks. The reliability of the internet led to the adoption of cloud computing and meant that everything could now be hosted on cyberspace too. The need for physical space shrunk as everything went online. Yet the internet wasn't perfect. It started to be controlled by the rapid growth of certain huge internet companies. These companies didn't so much compete with each other, but with other startups and open sourced software. Firefox or Linux, for example, nearly proved a decent competitor to big tech. But slowly, big tech demolished all these competitors, and many were happy to be told what to use and how to use it. Big tech might have won the battle, but not the war. The online communities that pioneered Firefox and Linux and tried to evade the increasing control of Big Tech came from largely libertarian and an anti-corporatist bent, who were not defeated and never went away. Despite constant attempts at in-house innovation by Big Tech and buying up everything that looked like a threat. Big Tech never found many new sources of revenue. Google is still reliant on search, Facebook on social media, and Microsoft on software. Really the only new space Big Tech has managed to innovate in has been cloud computing. And, in my opinion, Big Tech is going to be mostly threatened in the coming decade by the coming of the blockchain. So, as we talked about in chapter 5 on financialization, the financial industry is huge and all consuming, yet highly inefficient and short termist. This is the nature of the financialization of economies. Long term and steady growth looks out of reach because of poor allocation of resources by the banking sector. So, from a technical standpoint, what is the blockchain? Blockchains are programmed software running a decentralized ledger that can record information. In what is the most overused analogy, blockchains are like an onion, it's got layers. I'm sure if it was called 3D bookkeeping, people might be able to more clearly recognize the impact of this technology. Yet most people don't really care about the tech, only the result. The decentralization of ledgers will result, in my opinion, in many benefits over centralized ledgers. With blockchains being decentralized, you can get higher amounts of computing power using millions of computers connected across the world. Decentralization leads to a cost reduction and higher reliability. A blackout in New York or America would not matter. Bitcoin can just keep on running. There are negatives to decentralization, including coordination problems and an obvious reliance on computers over anything else. One of the primary negatives I keep seeing about Bitcoin and blockchains is that it is too energy exhaustive to be of good use. This to me is a fallacious argument. It's supply and demand. Bitcoin's rise will result in innovation to keep it growing with demand. It will not expose any flaws in Bitcoin. As demand for energy rises and blockchains grow more and more, it will be because the network is getting bigger and bigger, with more and more money going into it. The network will be becoming more valuable. And this will see entrepreneurs wanting to match this new demand. This won't be isolated in the broader economy, Mining is already being done where it is cheapest and most reliable, this will only increase. This energy will almost certainly be located in highly energy rich environments. Deserts for sunlight, rivers for hydropower, geologically important places for reliable geothermal energy, very windy seas offshore, maybe even nuclear power stations, will all see natural developments in more Energy intensive operations. This will also help push renewables to become cheaper and cheaper. Bitcoin will only increase the demand for clean energy and precipitate the developments in making more processing power, making everything cheaper. That's just the free market. Examples of how innovations can make their own success abound in the history of technology. Think about the automobile industry in Britain. The car industry in 1900 in Britain might have been a silly thing to think about. Roads were all mud and dirt. And with Britain being the rail capital of the world, it looked even sillier. But the first people who started to use the cars were rich, who might have only wanted them to travel around their estates. But as more and more people started buying cars, There was an obvious demand for better road networks. As more roads were built, or rebuilt with better materials, there started to become a genuine road network, making it easier and more acceptable to actually buy and use a car. In 1936, for the first time since the Roman period, the state took control of the road network. At the same time, trains still crisscrossed Britain, able to get you anywhere at a relatively cheap price. So, how did this actually happen? How did cars overtake rail? The simple answer is because the car is what millions of people wanted to use. As more and more people got cars, it precipitated a development of road networks, making the network better for everybody else, making it even more desirable to get a car. And this just continued to grow and grow until today, when Britain is almost a complete car country, despite it being the home of the railways. All of the light rail systems of the early 20th century of places like Birmingham, Sheffield and Manchester were torn down by the 60s. In 1951, 42% of journeys were by rail. Now it's just 5%. Whilst car journeys have gone to 28% to nearly 90% of all journeys. Was the car necessarily the better invention? Well, I would say no, but a lack of investment in rail and the comparative quickness, autonomy, and convenience of the car made everybody switch in just a few decades. The development of the car necessitated new demands. Ever more developments made it cheaper and better and easier to get a car, meaning more and more demand again for road building. Meaning again more demand for things like car services, service stations and petrol stations. The automobile led to mass road building all over the world. Most cities in the world have been redeveloped from merely 100 years ago to allow better access to road rather than rail. To believe that Bitcoin and blockchains won't redevelop industries around them is not to understand the nature of capitalism. Capital runs the world, and as more and more money goes into something many see as better, investment will also follow. It will outcompete current ways of doing things just by being better. The drive of the blockchain will remove and replace large parts of the current economy and radically alter the financial landscape. Decentralized blockchains allow you to genuinely be your own bank. It will allow people to do more with their money by lowering the barriers to genuine financial prosperity for all. Bitcoin and blockchains offers a chance to reshape the world's finances. There will be whole generations of decentralized financial investors who mostly work from home and for themselves who will go out to Africa, to Asia, London or Manchester for investments and to invest. The world will become so stratified that all manner of investments will boom as a larger variety of people have the same investment opportunities as previously the very well off only had. Now this notion of decentralisation being better than centralisation is just a matter of opinion. But I think it is a trend that pops up in history quite a bit. The freedom of the individual is the best way to make a community at large richer. Decentralized decision-making systems work in areas of business or the military too. The best way to run an army is to have highly competent people on the ground reacting to things, rather than grand strategists coming from the top. Just ask the French military how their grand strategists competed against highly competent Prussian generals on the ground. Or ask yourself why the two places with the highest levels of individual rights, Britain and America, have led all three industrial revolutions thus far. Whether the Bitcoin blockchain is as truly decentralized as I've been proclaiming it to be is something of a debate. One of the largest criticisms of the current Bitcoin makeup is how its blockchain, through mining power and centralized holding, is something of a hybrid, decentralized-centralized model. But I would say, there is enough centralization in Bitcoin development, mining and owning to give it the advantages of a more centralized blockchain. But with so many smaller miners and well-off individuals in the Bitcoin community, that it gains a large portion of the benefits of a decentralized system too. So how will blockchains prove to be anything radically new? That computers can talk to each other was shown with the formation of the internet. But the blockchain is something new in computer science. The relatively new field of computer science can perhaps be looked down upon a bunch of nerds who stay inside all day looking at computers. The same could have been said for somebody like Isaac Newton, who spent all his time looking at mirrors and light instead. Now, natural scientists are proclaimed as geniuses, despite the fact that the hard sciences have been poor areas of new scientific insights in recent years. Most of the world's new inventions have come from the computer science. This is where we notice technological development, mostly in our lives. Computing has gotten quicker, cheaper and smaller. AI technologies are changing the world at a rapid pace. Just look at the very powerful TikTok AI, which drives TikTok's addictiveness and makes it a place people want to spend time. Computer science is the new field of human progress. Most of the last 20 years has been the story of the computer and the internet, as it becomes ever more enmeshed slowly into our lives. At the same time, we're told everything is the next big thing. The next big thing has seen everything pushed by corporations and nation states across the world in areas from AR, VR, robotics, AI assistance, e-commerce, quantum computing, space and renewables. Yet, even though some of these have had massive changes, and proved interesting and fascinating, none will be as big as blockchains, which will create new wealth and prosperity for all. Blockchains are still in a discovery phase, as mass amounts of capital backs new fashionable industries that offer amazing developments but never quite result in new industries taking off. Industries like AR and VR, robotics, quantum computing, space and renewables still look 20 years away from being a truly profitable industry. Yet what if the next true development in computer science was something so simple and perfect that one man or woman could come up with it at home like Newton making key scientific insights or James Watt tinkering with the Newcomen engine? And modifying it so much and making it so much better it could be called the watt engine sometimes true revolutions do come entirely from the left field and out of the blue something that completely changes and improves something that's already been done for thousands of years by using the internet blockchains allow computers all over the world to talk to each other even more than what currently the internet offers. They can autonomously confirm each other's interactions and react if need be. The world has only just started to discover how blockchains can be used and how central they will become. They will take out dozens of currently competitive industries and change many more. Automation we think of as robots making things But what if automation is not just robotics, but automating ever more efficiently how computers can talk and network with each other? What if the blockchain allows automation of huge parts and entire sectors like accountancy, the law industry, financial systems, voting, education, music, real estate, insurance, healthcare, supply chains, energy, government records, 3D printing, libraries, creative arts, transport, gambling and construction. All from the simple invention of getting computers to talk to each other far better than they currently do. The blockchain is still a way of doing that, but I think it's an industry likely to produce a revolution in itself. The internet itself, of course, Is a peer-to-peer system and so were many of the most radical applications on the internet. File sharing on Napster caused a huge change to the music industry. The same with movie torrenting back in the day, pushing the industry towards a streaming model rather than the cinema and DVD model of the late 2000s. Peer to peer transactions always results in cutting out the middlemen. Middlemen are expensive and add a big premium onto their services. This is no different to money. To stop ordinary people being able to copy and paste money into their digital bank accounts, you have to stop digital replication. This means there is always middlemen. PayPal, banks, app interfaces, Visa, Mastercard. You've always got to use a middleman. I hope now you might start seeing What having a trusty, non-middleman, middleman will do. It will not only cut costs, but allow individuals to be able to access all different types of blockchain services. Most types of financing will be done through blockchains. Loans, contracts, spending, saving, investment. Anything that exists in the real financial world will exist in blockchains. Houses will be listed on blockchains allowing for a far easier and more reliable housing ownership than currently exists. The possibilities are endless. Blockchains do this by being able to account for digital scarcity. This is something I think is unique to blockchains. In the 21st century, we've hit this period where everything online is so abundant that it will cause a huge shock when people start to realise the nature of digital scarcity. Blockchains could account for, say, all the copies of a digital or physical artwork. Before this, the artist may have found it difficult to sell digital art, as it was so easy to copy. Now, with blockchains, you can link files to the blockchain, allowing an artist to, say, produce 500 pieces of digital art, and no more. It means you can truly own something digital. The lack of digital scarcity from peer-to-peer transactions has had huge repercussions in certain industries, and it means blockchains merely a way of tracking these digital transactions. Soon, everything will be on a blockchain as a proof of ownership. Trainers will be yours, with your name not just in the shoes, but on the blockchain. The peer-to-peer system of blockchains is constructed by these nodes that, in a computer system, talk to each other. All these nodes perform basically the same task, no matter how powerful or how much computer processing power you've got. But in having all these independent nodes, it can be quite difficult. So how do you get them to work together in the same direction is the key to the success of a blockchain. Blockchains work by programming all these nodes to talk to each other in certain ways To keep the system secure and to keep everybody's trust in it. By being unable to be manipulated, it allows the blockchain to maintain its integrity in the real world to real people. This doesn't make blockchains perfect. Messages between nodes can be lost, messages can arrive more than once, and messages may arrive in a different order than how they were sent. But with nodes being so gossipy and constantly passing on information, it means that if one node goes down, many may carry on. Nodes can be identified and checked. Therefore, any duplications are easy to ignore. There are limitations to blockchain technologies that may allow for new blockchain innovations to do new and different things. Other than for obvious payments and value storage, blockchains could be used to provide digital assets, identity, notary services, compliance and auditing, tax, voting and record management. The implications for the blockchain are so huge that it will reorient society. If you allow a perusal into metaphysics, humans are not good at working out what is true and what is not. The truth is very elusive. Science too knows this. Hence why it's run on theories, not facts. It's possible one day that Newton's gravity or Darwin's natural selection could be superseded by a more accurate scientific theory. The trust we have in theories like gravity or natural selection are about as strong as any humans can be on anything. The Step Below Scientific Fact When scientific facts can't be used, is that we have to place trust in other people. Humans generally place trust in institutions to represent their interests. This trust ebbs and flows. Brits historically have placed great trust in Parliament, the Bank of England and in the independence of courts. The trust we place in these human institutions are getting less and less. The decline of politics as a noble profession has meant that this trust has diminished evermore. Yet technology can be there for us. It gives us the blockchain ledger, perhaps soon to be seen as one of the few immutable sources of fact and natural constants. The blockchain will be so powerful once Bitcoin has really grown, that blockchains will be seen as one of the few sources of truth about the world. There will be no doubt as to its veracity. Truth in the ledger will surpass that of most things in life. To think about the real world application of the blockchain is to see a frightening change in the world. It will develop and create new and radical ways of doing things. So thanks for listening to that episode. If you liked it, feel free to give a star rating or leave a comment. Perhaps you want to explore my other podcast, Called 100 Greatest Inventions. In the next episode, the penultimate episode, we're going to finally start looking at other cryptos and DeFi.